The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What is good, everybody? Welcome to The Look Ahead, part of the SB Nation NFL show. I am Rob Stats Guerrera. He is RJ Ochoa. What's up, RJ? How goes it, Stats? Great to be with you. Great to see your bright, shiny face. Uh, I have a question for you as soon as we get settled. Uh, It's my favorite question in the history of the world. All right. Well, before we do that, we want to remind you that the SB Nation NFL show is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code SBNNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That is code SBNNFL only at DraftKings. All right. What is this all important question that you have posed to me? What is the fastest drive through in America as far as national brands are concerned? Like I'm not talking the little mom and pop in your hometown. What if you go to most cities in America? What what has on average the fastest drive-through? I would assume Taco Bell. Wrong. Okay. I don't have the answer. Like to be clear, like, I don't what? have like a study or something that I. Then what are you talking about? <laughs> I was just I was curious for your opinion. Is that your opinion? I guess you asked me a random <laughs> drive-through question. You throw the brakes on the show. Ask me a random drive-through question and then don't even have the answer. Um, I mean, I have an opinion. I have a take. That's the whole point of the show. But um, I, uh, I don't have like a, a, a an answer founded in fact. No, I don't. So I mean, sorry. So what was the point of asking me the question? I wanted to see what you thought. I was curious for your opinion. Okay. And if you think it's Taco Bell, then I really regret asking you. I wish all I right. hadn't, you know, wasted all this time. We're off to a bad. The answer's Chick Fil A, by the way. Just to be very clear, that I mean, they're lightning fast okay that's sort of a weird start but that's where we begin if you're new to the show first of all thank you uh we want to remind you rate review and follow the sp nation nfl show this is a show where normally we take deep dives into the biggest games of the week and hit every other game in a lightning round now we are going to do that but rj we cannot have an nfl show without discussing the biggest football news of the day and that is The fact that overnight the Jacksonville Jaguars ended what I think is the single worst head coaching tenure in the history of the National Football League. They have fired Urban Meyer. Daryl Bevel will be the interim head coach for the rest of the season. You know, I think it's amazing how you can't get anybody to agree on anything, right? I mean, like I just asked you the drive-through thing and and we can't even agree on on what the fastest drive-through in America is. Uh, I'm right and you're wrong, just for the record. But... This is one of those things 
where it was universally agreed. Like, you know, there's there's nobody who thought this was a good decision. I can understand. I can't really understand, but but I, I suppose you you know if, if you looked at, at Urban Meyer's football resume only, um, you know you would say, look, the guy won a lot in college, whatever. But but given the context of who he is, nobody thought this was was going to end in any way other than this. Now, obviously, nobody could have forecasted the exact specifics, but the controversies that uh, befell Urban Meyer in his not even full year as the Jacksonville Jaguars head coach, but stats, it was universally agreed that this was a horrendous, horrific, awful, ill-timed, not even ill-timed, just awful decision in totality, and that it would end in spectacular disaster. So not only is it super rare that everyone agreed on that, but everyone agreed on that and everybody was right. I mean, like that, the, the odds of that are so microscopic that it really is amazing that Shad Khan is the only person seemingly on earth that was not aware of what was going to unfold when it came to hiring Urban Meyer. This is a situation where the second Urban Meyer chose not to fly back with the team, he should have been fired. The second that happened, Shad Khan should have known right then this wasn't going to work. And, you know, I've made the similar mistake, RJ. You know, I've talked about it. I hired people to build a deck this summer. The first thing you got to do when you build a deck is you got to dig holes in the ground for the support beams. They're called footings. It's just a hole there. It's just a hole. And the people that I hired didn't dig the hole deep enough and failed the first inspection. Right then, when you can't dig a hole deep enough, you can't do that right, I should have fired him. I didn't. It led to a whole disaster. I had to fire him weeks later. It was it was terrible. And that's exactly what happened with the Jags and Urban Meyer. The second he didn't get on that plane, he should have been out. And the more we found out about the situation, the worse Urban Meyer looked. I agree with you. Um, and... I don't care why he didn't get on the plane. Like the morality of why he didn't get <laughs> right. on the plane is, is is obviously not good. Uh, but the fact that he just chose, like even if he stayed back to watch a movie or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, right. like you, it, everything you said is, is still accurate and still holds up. Uh, but again, when you inject the the morality and the reality of what happened, obviously not a good look for him. I mean, it, it, it's it's been amazing, you know, just kind of. Not that anybody is like unaware of any of these things, but looking at at the timelines, I know Big Cat Country did a great job. Um, you know our our SB Nation Jacksonville Jaguars blog, kind of like there was a a huge massive you know like barely fit on my like one you know window of my phone without having to scroll up or down <laughs> list of transgressions that yep. that Urban Meyer has as the head. Again, like we're not talking about somebody with like Andy Reid's tenure of time, or you know what I mean. We're talking about somebody who's been in the NFL for. Less than a full year. Yep. Um, I mean, it, and, and you know, I do you think the Josh Lambeau story on on Wednesday was was the straw that broke the camel's back? I mean, yes, I, I think that this reveals that 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 and I, I don't know that anybody doubted Josh Lambeau's word who went to the greatest school in the world, by the way, uh, Texas A&M University in College Station, Texas. But this this definitely proves that 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 absolutely happened in case you did doubt it to some degree. And for those that don't know, apparently Urban Meyer kicked Josh Lambeau in the leg during warmups. And Josh Lambeau said, what are you doing? Don't kick me. Urban Meyer said, I'm the head ball coach. I'll kick you if I want to kick you. Obviously, Josh Lambeau did not take well to that. I mean, just that sentence alone, RJ, you're a Game of Thrones fan. You remember that scene, right, where Tywin Lannister said, any man who must say I am the king is no true king. If you have to tell people you're the head coach, you have no respect by anybody on that team. And by the way, 
head ball coach. Like, dude, this isn't Pop Warner anymore. You're in the National Football League. You're coaching professional athletes. I'm the head ball coach. That just screams a guy that is used to being in charge of kids and not men. It's again, astounding how this was so predictable that, that his antics um, as successful as they were from a results standpoint in the world of college football. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's astounding that, that anyone, let alone somebody in the position of power that Shad Khan is um, would, would purposefully in full consciousness, seemingly a full sound mind uh, make the decision to sign up for this. And, you know, I'm not saying that the Jaguars were the the top job in the offseason, but they had everything ahead of them. They had all, you know, and, and that, let's not, you know, forget that the Jaguars have dealt with culture problems before. Remember, there was all that's why Jalen Ramsey wanted out. Everybody has hated the Jaguars and crapped on different eras of culture. And they had all the salary cap space in the world. They had the number one pick. They had Trevor Lawrence coming to town. They had everything working for them. They finally got rid of those awful uniforms. They're they're well in the mirror as a thing of the past. <laughs> and and I mean, I just like what how do you have faith? Like, how do you have faith if you're a Jaguars fan? Like, yes, you have Trevor Lawrence, and that's probably the answer. Like, you're he's just your hope at this point that maybe, you know, he starts to to sort of blossom into what a lot of people believe that he can be. But like, wh how can you trust who whoever Shad Khan hires? How can you trust that it's going to be different? How, I mean, it's so you know the stats. I mean, it's exhausting to get excited for a new head coach that whole first offseason because you're yep. you're wondering what are they going to bring in? What's it going to be like? How's it going to compare to where they've been before? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And the Jaguar fan base has to go through that same song and dance again just one year later. It's embarrassing. And you know that first press conference for any head coach, right? I promise you, I can't promise you we're going to win right away, but I promise you we're going to work hard. We're going to be aggressive. We're going to go, we're going to make this city proud. It's like, you could just write the quotes basically now, but I think RJ that this is the worst head coaching tenure in the history of the NFL. Like I, Bobby Petrino was three and 10, but at least he left himself, right? He abandoned the team. He, he also at least fired. left a note, you know, some, some, <laughs> right. some sign of remorse at least. Like Steve Spurrier used to cancel practice when it rained. And that's still less embarrassing than what happened with the Jags. Belichick's head coaching tenures with the Jets were less embarrassing than that. Like this is hideously bad from the second Urban Meyer was hired. He had to fire his strength and conditioning coach who appears to be a giant racist. He didn't fly back with the team. He called his assistant coaches losers. And then this whole kicking thing with Josh Lambeau, like, it has been an utter disaster for Urban Meyer, and I think it's the worst head coaching tenure of all time. Do you have anybody that's worse? I don't. And again, I think that, that contextually what makes it even worse than, than what you've already outlined as the worst is that it was – not, not again, not to the specific detail, but it was 100% predictable that he would, <laughs> he would make decisions like this, you know? Yep. And that's, that's the thing, like so often, like, you know, somebody says like, Oh, X team should draft Y player and, and it will work out. And I'm not saying that people don't, you know, believe that with conviction, but there, there is some like, not luck, but there is some like, you know, just life involved in that happening and, and things kind of coming to fruition and panning out. It, it is again, extremely impressive that the entire world knew this would happen, that everybody was in unison on that idea, and yep. that everybody, like, what, what has the whole world been right about, like, together, like, like the collective? What, what has everybody been right about before? RJ, we can't even all agree that the earth is round. <laughs> I, I, I mean, again, I agree with you. Um, it, it's, 
I I feel badly for Jaguars fans. I because like, I I don't know, I don't know what you have. I really don't. Bears fired up about it. Even Hugh Jackson, because I've seen some people say that Hugh Jackson's tenure was worse. But Hugh Jackson at least lasted long enough to lose that many games. He was there for I think three years in Cleveland. Like Urban was so bad and so embarrassing, he couldn't even keep the job long enough to lose those games. I also think Hugh Jackson's tenure was more respected because when Hugh Jackson was hired, you know, leaving Cleveland or excuse me, leaving Cincinnati, there was like there was reason to believe, you know, that there was that that offense had had a lot of success. And so it, it was it was fair to assume that he would be a right. legitimate head coach. Obviously, I, I think keeping him around after the the winless season like <laughs> that again, like it, it became a self-fulfilling prophecy of like memed him. Um, and that that worked against Hugh ultimately. But he was bad as a coach on the field, but he didn't do anything off the field to embarrass the franchise like Urban Meyer has. Like Urban, when you don't fly back with the team, you make Shad Khan look like a moron for hiring you. You embarrass the owner. Well, and and the thing about that was to, not to cut you off, but like it wasn't like that. You know, like today is December sixteenth. It wasn't like that was you know. November 12th it, it, it was early oh, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? like, it was so <laughs> early it was it, it, you know what I'm saying it wasn't like they were mathematically eliminated or anything at that point in time no, it was right. just super duper early and he was already checked out all right so that's the way the Jaguars are Daryl Bevel is going to be in charge now and we'll see where that goes the rest of the way they got to get that right I mean Trevor Lawrence is too important to just leave up to Daryl Bevel like, figure it out Jaguars come on this is your chance this is your shot to be relevant Try not to screw it up. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, let's begin our first deep dive of the day. And we have to begin. There's no better place to begin than tonight's matchup. Kansas City in L.A. to take on the Chargers. The Chargers are getting three points in this one, RJ. This is going to be so much fun. I think that this is the best quarterback rivalry going right now. Wow, the disrespect for... Aaron Rodgers and Kirk Cousins. Oh gosh. <laughs> uh I mean, yeah, like I don't know anybody that's gonna disagree with that. Um, it's also like this is this has got, you know, I'm not saying I I don't enjoy the broadcast of anything, but this is like the Fox crew and the NFL network crew. I, I would say the NFL network crew specifically, love them. Love that there's an football crew. There will be a lot of like shining on SoFi Stadium. Oh, and, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, because this is this is NFL Network's home. So this is like a heavy, heavy, heavy. This is also, you know, effectively the week before Christmas. I know there's still a Thursday night game next week, but there's going to be poinsettias in all likelihood on, on the set. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like you got that factor going on here. 
um, it, it is massive. And it, it's, it's massive in that, you know, the Chargers over the last, I don't know, maybe, maybe prior to the last couple of weeks, the, the month before that, they were the, the person in the, in the horror movie that, you know, knocked the bad guy out and left him on the ground with the gun or the sword or whatever. And <laughs> just, just assume like, everything yeah, went to play. And just walked away. Uh, and not that the Chiefs are like backpack, but this is, this is it. Like, okay, Chargers, you want us to believe? You have looked up at everybody else in the AFC West, except for the Raiders because they're the Raiders. You have looked up at the Broncos. There was like, what, like five straight years that the Broncos won the AFC West. You've looked up at the Chiefs now forever. Enough. You be the team. You have the quarterback. You have the future. You have the, the stadium that everybody wants to show and, and, and bring their Thursday night football set to. This is a – I would – is this the biggest game for the Chargers this century? This century? What what like like regular season game? Okay, yeah, regular season game. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it's close. If if they win this game, they're in first place in the AFC West. They seem to have been able to beat Kansas City recently. They won the game earlier this year. Um, yeah, that's a good question. I think I would have to agree with you. I mean, it's big in the the narrative, like what this means. This this could give them the division, give them the lead, however you want to put it. I mean, this this could go a long way for the Chargers at you know cementing themselves as the the top threat. I mean, the the number one seed in the AFC is still up for grabs. Like, I mean, we have a month left. I mean, anything can happen if oh, yeah. you reclaim the AFC West. And here's the thing about Kansas City: they're really good on the road. Do you know the Muffin Man? The Kansas City, excuse me. It's okay, Stats. My dog barked, and I had to have you carry me. I'm here to carry you now. Thank you. Yeah, my voice is not cooperating. Kansas City is 18-3 and on the road since 2019. 18-3! That's the best in the NFL, but I'm still not totally confident in their offense. I know they look good against the Raiders, but here's the thing. If you take out those two Raiders games, the Chiefs are scoring just 22 points a game. That is not overwhelming. Sandy, uh, Los Angeles, excuse me, can certainly keep up with them. So this is going just going to be so much fun. I want to see this kind of turn out like the Monday nighter between the Cards and the Rams, where Stafford and Kyler were just chucking the ball all over the place. Like, give me Mahomes and Herbert doing that exact same thing for an hour, please. I would enjoy that. I also, in a weird way, would enjoy like a Chargers beatdown of the Chiefs, just because you know it. It would inspire the narrative of, well, you know, the Chiefs, like what you just said, oh, they can only do it against the Raiders, mm-hmm. the Chargers are back, whatever. It, it, it would be interesting. Like, Twitter would be fun to follow and track throughout it all. Um, what is the line stats? It is uh, Chiefs by three. Chargers, Chargers. getting three. Chargers yes, Char- getting three. Yes. Chargers getting three. I will take that. And as a reminder for everybody, Stats and I have a holiday mm-hmm. Christmas competition going on here on The Look Ahead, where anytime we disagree on a line here, uh, we write it down. We make a little wager of sorts. And at the end of it, at the end of the regular season, uh, we have a formula we're putting together and, and we'll reveal it as we get closer and closer. But uh, we're going to make a donation. The loser is going to make a donation to charity. And it looks like that's going to be you stats. I won uh, <laughs> week 13. We had five games that week and I won three to two. Uh, so I entered last week with an advantage. We had three games that we disagreed on last week. Bucks Bills. I took Tampa to cover, and they did oh. at the very end. Uh, so that was one for me. Cowboys beat. Washington. I gave you three and a half points, and don't worry about it. My Cowboys <laughs> took care of everything. Um, I obviously uh, was down on the Broncos, who did impress me. Um, obviously, had a very emotional game last week. So I gave you even Steven line when it came to that game. Not that the Broncos needed it; they took care of Detroit very easily. So in totality, stats: I have five correct games so far. You have three. I am up by two on you. So do you want to make it 
uh, a three-game lead that I have. Are you willing to take Kansas City? I am willing to take Kansas City. Ooh. So I will take Kansas City. I will give the points. I think the Chiefs' defense is going to slow down the Chargers a little bit. When Kansas City played them earlier this year, they had four turnovers. That led to 21 Charger points. I don't think the Chiefs are going to turn it over that much in this game. And if they don't, I think they're going to score enough points to win. What do you think about that? I think that's stupid and dumb, and I disagree with it. By the way, just real quick, you mentioned that the poinsettias are going to be out on the set for this game. I have an irrational love when they start to put the little snow graphics on the oh, score. Thought, not not the snow, the the lights. The lights. When the lights. Oh, dude, like that's that's. I I mean, like a, a thing I've said forever is when the poinsettias are out on the set, <laughs> it's it's meaningful football. You know what I'm saying? Like when you've got that going on. Yep. I, it's yeah, it's big boy football. But you're right. The little the little twinkling lights that usually, though, only comes like the actual weekend of Christmas. Yeah, I, I, I don't know why I love it so much, but I just like that. Then it's like, OK, now we're in the holiday season when the little graphics come out. They get a little cute there. All right. Let's go to Indianapolis now. This is a Saturday game. I like the Saturday football games, too, at the end of the season. Patriots at the Colts. The Colts are favored by two and a half points. Favorite. The Colts are favored. Just to be very clear, I want to say this out loud so everybody understands that stats didn't mistype this. No, the Colts are favored by two and a half points. I you did, did mistype, mistype it. it. Yeah, actually. <laughs> not uh, on this. Uh, I got the spread right, but I threw an extra period in there for some reason. Um, but that's okay. stunning to me. How are Dibs the Colts favored? Dibs on New England, first of all, if you care to take Indianapolis. But um, <laughs> I don't know. I. Uh, the Colts are so weird and like, I don't know. My life has been really busy personally. Um, you all know that lately I've the Colts are so like the point I'm getting at. I'm not even caught up on their season of hard knocks. Like that's how interesting the Colts are to me. You know what I mean? Like normally I'm living and dying with hard knocks and I realize this is the first in season, you know, hard knock season, whatever. And so it's a little bit different, you know, we're all busy and, and holiday stuff and whatever, but they're just like, they're fine. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm not like, I'm, I'm not, you know, like last night, it's like, do I want to watch Survivor, The Challenge or uh, Hard Knocks? And it's like, it's not a, it's not a competition. Like, they're just, yeah. they're not boring. They're not exciting. They're just there. You know, that that's who the Colts are to me. Um, they, they, you know, the, the performance against Tampa a couple of weeks ago was impressive, but I mean, nobody believes they can can beat the Patriots. Nobody. Nobody really believes this. Like, and you can talk all you want about Josh McDaniels and the rivalry. Like, oh, whatever. You're going to get smoked in this game, Colts. That's okay. <laughs> Don't poo-poo that. I love that. Josh McDaniels going back to Indy for the first time since he left them at the altar in 2018, taking the job and then saying, actually, I changed my mind. I'm going back to New England. The Patriots have won seven straight. The Colts have won four out of their last five. but. Uh, this is why I got to go with New England. I got some some stats on this game that blew me away. Way to go, Rob. Getting stats. First of all, the Patriots are 6-0 and on the road this year, 5-1 and against the spread. So that's encouraging. But listen to this. The Patriots' defense this year is giving up 15.4 points a game. That's the best in the league. Over the past month, they're giving up 7.2 points per game. And on the season, the Patriots are giving up 2 point four points in the fourth quarter this year that is incredible to me i don't know how bill belichick is doing it but i mean he's coach of the year he really is um i, I subplot to this game one that our uh, our mutual co-host brandon lee gotten would enjoy 
this you know why the Colts are going to lose this game and why the Patriots are going to win is this, this is Carson this is Carson Wentz's press game like this is him like you know what now I get the chance to play Bill Belichick I know he had the chance in 2019 you know with the Eagles but now I I've got the good team I'm here I'm in playoff positioning he's my top rival now who's Nick Foles I'm gonna beat Bill Belichick it's gonna be me it's gonna be Carson Wentz's time I'm not gonna hand the ball to Jonathan Taylor once I'm gonna be all about the show um, I don't actually believe that uh, about Jonathan Taylor, <laughs> but I, I do think like, I mean, like Bill Belichick destroys awful quarterbacks and he, he is go- like, this is going to be ugly for Carson Wentz unless all he does is hand things off. Um, and I don't think that that's possible. I think Bill Belichick might actually force Carson Wentz to, to throw the ball more. And so I, I don't know anyone who can rationally take Indianapolis. I'm sorry. Yeah, I agree with you. You know Belichick is going to scheme it up so that there's no way that Jonathan Taylor, the Colts' biggest strength, is going to beat them. Both teams are coming off a bye in this one. If you're curious, Frank Reich is 3-0 and off a bye. Bill Belichick is 15-6 and in his career. Uh, the Patriots have won eight straight in the series. Do you know they've won every game since that fourth and two game back in 2009? That is crazy to me. I did not think it was that lopsided. They, I mean, like I, 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 you know, remember when, if I could make a point, uh, when, when Peyton and Brady would face off, we would get the like CBS montages of, of everything. <laughs> like it really is not that close, <laughs> you know, like that's, that's a thing. Like the, I can only think of actually two Colts wins, um, and not Broncos wins. I can think of that one and the 2006 AFC championship game, which doesn't get the same narrative that the 28 to three game obviously or Super Bowl obviously does. That was a really similar collapse uh, by by the Patriots in that game, the old RCA dome. But um, but so yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing. Like I I I think the Colts want to think like this is our rival. You know, it's not a rivalry if you lose all the time. You yeah, know? <laughs> like it's, it's, like it's 49ers Seahawks. The Seahawks always beat them. Um, I do have a non football related question for you, if that's all right. Last time we did this, we went into some dangerous water. What do you got? Well, you said that Josh McDaniels left the Colts at the altar. Have you ever mm-hmm. been in? I saw this on Reddit the other day. Have you ever been at a wedding where someone objected? No, I have been at a wedding where the bride needed a pep talk before the ceremony began. Whoa, were you in the wedding party? Is that no, how you know this? My wife was in the wedding party, so she told me about it afterwards. Ooh, wow, don't tell Rob's wife anything. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> but wow. But so you're saying needed a pep talk like you want to do this. Like that she was kind like of- the bride was like, I can't do this. Uh, this is a mistake. I can't do this. And you know what? They're still married. And that was like 10 years ago. So they're still wow. married. If, They've got like three or four Stats's kids. If any of friends are listening and you got married 10 years ago and your wife is good friends with his wife, might want to have a conversation. That's all I'm saying. You know, just might want to look into that. Look, I'm just telling it like it is. I'm just <laughs> reporting facts. I don't know what the problem is here. Interesting. Have, right. If you have ever seen an objection at a wedding, let us know on Twitter. Stats. Is yeah, just, that would stats be awesome. Fire. I am on Twitter at Joe. It would be awesome. Like, actually all the answers on this reddit thread were pretty lame like they were like people objecting for like legal reasons you know like like it it wasn't like uh you know like i've been in love with you since high school or something it it was you know it was a little bit more mundane what is that yeah i mean like if, if you decide to go that route like what are you saying unless you have like knowledge that somebody committed a crime or maybe was unfaithful i guess that could be the only thing but other than that like that is a it's, crazy it's a, position to take it's a bold plan too because you're like what is your plan like you're like in in your greatest like hypothetical <laughs> right. the, the, the person like is like you know what 
I like what you're saying. I'm leaving. Let's go get some burgers. You know, let's, right. let's kick off. Like, you know, so it's an interesting uh, thing to think about. Even in the best case scenario, you still stop them from getting married. So it's, yeah, that's a dicey situation. That's a good point by you. I don't like those very public risky positions. So I would not be one objecting to a wedding. I'd be more likely to not show up to a wedding if I didn't like support it or whatever, mm, but I wouldn't go and then object. I've never, you didn't ask me, I've never been at one either. So thanks for caring about my life. But um, yeah, so I'm curious if anybody has, I'd like to hear the story. All right, let's continue our deep dives now. We're going to head to Baltimore. The Packers are going to Baltimore. The Ravens are getting five points in this game. I don't know who the quarterback's going to be for Baltimore, RJ, but I don't know if it really matters because it's not like Lamar's been lighting it up. Your guy, Lamar Jackson, mm, has been in Struggle City. Mm. Uh, wow. Now he's my guy. Interesting. If anybody, yep. uh, you know, likes to listen to the oddcast, it's hosted by two frauds. Uh, <laughs> but, um, look, not a great time for Lamar Jackson from a, you know, results or health perspective. Mm-hmm. And I wish it were, I wish that the Ravens, uh, were in a better place. I love John Harbaugh so much for going for two, two weeks yes. ago against Pittsburgh. And I love him for doing it when he did this past week. I hate that there are people who will always refuse to understand the logic behind that but i appreciate john harbaugh for doing his best to educate them nonetheless um i think it's just it's just too much for baltimore at this point and that it breaks my heart to say that i think that they're just it's it's a lot i mean what they're dealing with you know and you've you've made this point a lot to their credit they've hung on they've they've persevered at one point they were the number one seed in the afc very very recently uh but and I, i think they might sneak in as a wild card team in the afc still but i don't think they can win this game and i actually again this this is just my nightmare right now really really appreciated and agreed with shield kapadia on the aforementioned oddcast hosted by two frauds and that i don't know why aaron Rodgers isn't getting mvp buzz i mean he is amazing and inevitable and it's stupid and i hate it and (laughs) i mean like like what he did last week in in, like everybody was like okay you own him let's see what you do and then he owned him you know (laughs) like that's that's like who can do that like who 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 can do that only he can do that um and so and and he's so good at smelling blood in the water uh with arizona having lost on monday night football and now dealing without deandre hopkins for at the very least the rest of the regular season mm-hmm. i don't see how the packers aren't on track to be the one seed again have aaron Rodgers be the reason for that again um i mean we talked about we've talked about a lot i think his his trade value is back right like he he has done that and so he's going to be in a in an advantageous position in the offseason for his own leverage sake Even if Lamar plays in this game, I just don't have any faith that the Ravens can score enough. You know, with Tyler Huntley, they had 22 points and 389 yards. That's the most they've had in the last five games. And that is not going to be enough against the Packers. They've scored 31, 36, and 45 points in their last three games. Aaron Rodgers isn't even practicing right now because his toe is all jacked up. And he's still dicing people up out there. The only thing that I think could be an equalizer in this game is special teams. The Packers special teams are hideous right now, and they are coming off a week, RJ, where they had four returns that they gave up of at least 30 yards. They gave up the only punt return touchdown that we've seen in the NFL this season. They had a 22-yard punt, and they kicked the ball off out of bounds. And that's not even all the screw-ups that they had in that game. When you're playing against an inferior team, special teams can swing things. That's the only way to me that Baltimore wins this game. Otherwise, I'll take the Packers and give the points. 
and I normally hate this trope, but John Harbaugh has proven it to be valid when it comes to him. I, in case anybody doesn't remember, former special teams coordinator John Harbaugh. I mean, seriously, look, like he is he is somebody who understands every nook and cranny of abilities and the confines of what you can and can't do from a talent and a rule based perspective. Um, so you're right. My 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 point on top of your point is if there's anyone who can properly you know swing a game in that sense it's it's john harbaugh's team but i just i I really wish i could take baltimore but i can't uh with a clear conscience and if the packers needed any more motivation by the way they win the nfc north with a win sorry we agree there let's take our final deep dive of the day and that would bring us to tampa bay where the saints are coming to town the bucks are favored by 11 normally this wouldn't be a game that i would be willing to take a deep dive on rj but the Saints have given Tom Brady and the Buccaneers trouble. They have uh, historically, not this iteration of the Saints, obviously. Um, by the way, Michael Thomas uh, jumped to Urban Meyer's defense on Twitter. I'm not sure if you saw that on uh, on Wednesday night. Uh, the only person that's who, your character witness. Yeah, the, the only person who seemingly voiced um, he he tweeted something like Urban will be back, just watch or something like that. So um, interesting moment for Michael Thomas to say the least. Uh, but. I, I mean, I'm with you, right? Like, there's evidence to support, like, ooh, this is dicey, you know, blah, blah. But not not this Saints team. And, I mean, I don't know if you watched the trailer for Home Team uh, with Kevin I James. But, <laughs> but uh, I don't see how Sean Payton's team wins a football game after that is, is put out into the universe. So I am feeling very comfortable about Tampa Bay. I think they smell blood in the water, too. I think, you know, we, we talk so much all the time on our shows about moral wins and and I, I love that BLG coined the term moral loss. I think Tampa had a moral loss last week. They, they won the game. They, you know, learned a lesson. You know, you can't take your foot off the gas or good teams can come back and beat you. That's a really great lesson to learn before you play a division rival who's kind of had your number as of late. So I think Tampa's going to be locked in. I think they're going to be ready. I think I will take the Buccaneers and the and I will give you 11 points for your favorite team, the New Orleans Saints, if you're willing uh, to do so. Man, I... 11 is a lot. There are multiple I want to make you take week. the Saints. I'll give you 12. I'll give you 12. Man, I don't think I can. There are four wow. games this week with spreads of at least double digits. I I don't know. The only way the Saints have a chance to me in this one is if they get after Tom Brady. Like the Buccaneers have done such a good job of understanding how to construct things around him. Do you know, and I got this from Canal Street Chronicles, our Saints community here at SB Nation, Tom Brady has had 465 clean dropbacks this season. That is 63 more than anybody else in the league. But when he's under pressure, his passing grade drops to 59.1. He completes less than 47% of his passes, and his yards per attempt is less than six. Uh, which is 14th in the league. So he becomes very, very, very average if you can get pressure on him. The Saints may be able to do that, but that's their only shot in this one. The other thing is, even if they do, do I really like Taysom Hill against that Bucks defense? I don't think so. So I think I have to take the Bucks and give the points. The Saints also amazingly a predictable thing that we all agreed on, that we were all right on. You know, like the whole world is like, Sean, this Taysom Hill thing, that ain't going to work. <laughs> He's not the next Steve Young, you idiot. Man, you took that so personally. I love Ugh. that. By the way, speaking of that era of the San Francisco 49ers, the era that lost to the Dallas Cowboys in uh, back-to-back <laughs> NFC Championship games, uh, stats had the GOAT, Jerry Rice on Niners Nation, so everybody should go check that out. Great job by you, Stats. Patty, my man. 
that was not going to lie. Like he was the guy for me growing up. His poster hung above my bed every single day. And I looked at it and uh, it was it was like a bucket list moment to be able to talk to Jerry Rice. So, yes, please. And thank you. Go and check that out. All right, RJ. Those are our deep dives of the week. But there's still many more games to go. Do you know what it's time for? Um, A break. A break? You think we take breaks on this show? <laughs> We're all gas, no breaks. Come on now, RJ. Uh, is it time for tea? It's time for the week 15 lightning round. The lightning round. This is going to be the lightning round of all lightning rounds. Raiders at Browns. The Browns are getting only one point in this one, which is crazy because they might not have their head coach and their quarterback due to COVID. I will obviously take the Raiders, um, feel badly for the Browns, feel badly for any team that's going through this, you know, NFL teams, it's happening all across all sports, all across the world right now. Uh, definitely some scary times. Um, but from a pick standpoint, I'll take the Raiders. Stay safe, everybody out there. I'll take the safe pick and the Raiders. Carolina goes to Buffalo bills favored by 11. Ooh. Um, well, I told you stats, uh, before the Monday night game between Buffalo and New England, that if Buffalo lost that game, they would lose three of their next four because their, their next four games were New England, Tampa, this game, and then New England again next week. Um, and I am two thirds of the way there. I guess I'm halfway home because I I've predicted the bills to win. I will take the bills to win and to cover. I'll take, I'll, I'll give you 11 points if you want them. I will take the Bills to win, but I think the Panthers are going to cover. Oh. So I will take the Panthers and the points. The Cardinals are going to Detroit. The Lions are getting 12. I don't care if DeAndre Hopkins is there or not. The Cardinals are going to be mad coming off that loss to the Rams. I will take the Cardinals and give the 12 points. I wish I could disagree with you, but it's um, it's the Lions. But didn't these two teams tie? They tied right at the beginning of last season. So you never know. I know. <laughs> Take the cards. Give the points. The Jets are in Miami. The Dolphins are giving nine and a half points. There is nothing good going on for the Jets right now. I'll take the Dolphins and I will give the points. Dolphins looking to keep that win streak alive. Kind of on the outside of the AFC playoff race. Uh, probably not going to be enough, but definitely going to win this game. Definitely going to cover. Your Dallas Cowboys are in New York to take on the Giants. The Giants are getting 11 points. Jerry Jones says Dak's in a slump. What are you going to do? I will take Dallas. I'll give you 11 points if you want them. Uh, Dallas did cover last week and the week before, despite their poor offensive showings, because they've had back-to-back weeks with defensive touchdowns. Uh, looks like no Daniel Jones. Looks like no Kadarius Tony potentially. Uh, I'll be chatting with Ed Valentine at Big Blue View over at Blog and the Boys later on in the week. But uh, the Giants are a disaster. I mean, you know, like it's uh, again, Joe Judge, one of those things we all agreed on. Maybe it happens more often than I realized. Yeah, I'll take the Giants and give the points. I hate these big spreads, but like the Giants have COVID issues. They have Mike Glennon issues. Well, you're taking the Giants at plus 11? Just to uh, be No, clear? I'm sorry. I'm taking the Cowboys. Okay, okay, okay. I'm so taking the Cowboys. You bet against the Cowboys last week and you lost like a loser. So I just wanted to make sure you weren't going to do that again. <laughs> Washington is in Philly to take on the Eagles. The Eagles are giving seven. I don't know if it's Gardner Minshew or Jalen Hurts in this game, but I still think the Eagles are going to win. I don't know if I want the points or not, though. What do you think? I think Washington's going to win. Um, so we do have a level of disagreement here. So obviously, if you want to take Philly at minus seven, I'm I'm going to take you up on that. But I just don't trust the Eagles, man. They they beat the Jets two weeks ago, and, and it was without Jalen Hurts. The last time we saw Jalen Hurts was when they lost to the Giants. Uh, so it has <laughs> it has not been a great, you know, 
month, uh, last couple of weeks for Jalen Hurts. Uh, so I, um, if you want to do it, if you want to be brave enough, go ahead. No, I think I'll take the points in Washington. Even though I think Philly's going to win the game, I don't think they're going to win it by more than seven. So that's where I'm going to go in this you one. Go, you want to go even? You, you brave enough to go even? Philly-Washington? No, no, no. We're doing the spreads here. No oh, no more manipulation. Coward. Coward. The Titans are in Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. Ben and company are getting a point in this one. I don't like either one of these teams, RJ. I don't care what the Titans' record is. I just... I don't love them, especially without Derrick Henry, but I also don't like the Steelers. The Steelers are frauds. Um, they're less fraudulent frauds than most frauds are, but they are <laughs> they are frauds nonetheless. Um, the way they battled back against Minnesota was somewhat impressive, but, I mean, the, the way they got into that hole was obviously very depressing. Um, but it's Mike Tomlin. It, you know, I, he's not... I don't think he's going to tuck and run in December after having a week and a half to kind of stew on what's happening. I'm very interested to see how Chase Claypool plays in this game for obvious reasons. Yes. I will take Pittsburgh if you're giving me a point. All right, I'll take the Steelers as well then. You kind of uh, convinced me on that one, not going to lie. Houston is in Jacksonville. The Jags are actually favored in this game. Hopefully they get a boost from the firing of Urban Meyer. I'll take... No, I can't. Oh, man. I don't know. I guess I'll take the Jags. Me too. Uh, I, I, I mean, because you can kind of see like Trevor Lawrence going off, James Robinson going off, you know, yep. Marvin Jones going off. You can kind of see the like the, the the Andy Dufresne out of the tunnel like moment for the Jaguars. <laughs> we crawled uh, through a river of crap and came through clean on the other side. Yeah. Um, I mean, and plus, you know, the, the Texans know what they're doing. The Texans know like, OK, guys. We just we're, we're all, the tank is almost done. We can't lose sight of it now. Let's let the Jaguars have their 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 post urban bump. Uh, let's let them have their feel good moment, and let's let, let let's let them ruin their first round pick. We'll keep ours intact. Yeah, when you let Davis Mills pilot your team for the rest of the way, that's clearly what you're doing. Cincinnati coming off a overtime heartbreaker to the 49ers is in Denver to take on the Broncos. Denver is giving two and a half points in this one. This is actually a really interesting game. Uh, every time I try to write the Broncos off, they do enough to stay in this thing. Believe me, I have sung that song many times this season. Um, I, I'm, I'm done calling them frauds. They've at least earned the right to no longer be called that. Cincinnati coming off of a tough loss uh, against a, a really good football team. A really, really great football team that beat the Bengals last week, I, I'll say. Wow. Uh, for, for no reason at all. Uh, <laughs> but um, I I just also, I mean, the the... I know there was like the almost comebacks last week, and that was kind of the theme across the NFL. Cincinnati dug that hole, um, and I cannot believe this. I'm going to take Denver and, and do so confidently. I'll give you two and a half if you want them. Yeah, I'll take the Bengals. I, I think Joe Burrow is really, really good. I don't think Cincinnati is going to muff two punts like they did last week against the 49ers, and they got a brutal taunting penalty that extended a drive. I think Cincinnati is a year early, but I still think they're good enough to beat the Broncos. Speaking of the team that beat the Bengals, that would be the 49ers. They are at home this week to take on the Falcons. The 49ers are giving nine points in this one, RJ, and I'm just going to say it. I am taking the Falcons and give, and getting the points because the Falcons always play the 49ers tough at home at the end of the season. It's, it's inevitable. They beat the 2019 49ers the year they went to the Super Bowl. I remember that vividly. I was going to bring it up myself if you didn't, but you did because you're professional. Um. I wanted to take Atlanta um, and kind of surprise you and put you in a moral bind, but 
I will take San Francisco and give you the nine points. You know, I, I like the competition. I'm I'm excited about this, and I want you to feel a sense of loss, even though the 49ers <laughs> win. Look, that's a lot of points, and the 49ers should be George better. George Kittle's against- on fire. I, I'm not afraid of this. They should be better against Matt Ryan, considering Kyle Shanahan was his offensive coordinator. Like, I feel like they should have a good handle on what he does well, but he's always given the Niners trouble. So even though I hope the Niners win, I think they will. I don't think they're going to win by that many. And our last game of the week is in L.A., the Rams giving four and a half points to the Seattle Seahawks. Rams really surprised me on Monday night, RJ. I did not think they were going to win that game, and they played well. They really did. And I don't know that I believe, like, they're back or everything has clicked, but I do believe that the Seahawks are allowing themselves to get in over their skis. Seahawks are like, we've won two in a row. Look at us. We, we, <laughs> we can do this. You know, anything is possible. I could see this being like a blowout, like just an absolute domination by the Rams. I know there's the weird relationship and, and whatnot, you know, granted the Rams are on the positive side of that here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just, I could see that like I, this could be, the final straw for Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson in that era. This could be like, and it would be kind of poetic. Would it not like for, for the era to end with a loss to the Rams, like from a, a matter, matter of fact perspective, I'll take well, the Rams. I said that when the Seahawks played the 49ers and the Seahawks won that game. Uh, I will say, I feel like the Rams have started to integrate things a little. Von Miller played very well against the run against the Cardinals. Odell Beckham Jr. seems like he's scoring every week now. Like they have already done a better job with him than the Browns did in multiple seasons. Maybe the Rams are starting to get their footing a little bit. So you're going to take them? You agree with me? Yeah, I'll take the Rams and I'll give the points. So how many do we disagree on this week? We have four games stats that are on the line. Remember, I'm going to take the lead this week is what you're saying. Um, I mean, if you really want to believe that lie uh remember i am up five to three at the moment so just to recap for everybody um our disagreements i have the chargers you have the chiefs tonight uh so kansas city by three you took so you have the favorite there uh i have the other three favorites i took buffalo you took carolina bills by 11 i took the broncos you took the Bengals. it's denver by two and a half and i took the uh 40 40 whatevers uh you took the falcons uh i have niners by nine I mean, I don't understand why you have such disrespect for the 49ers, a class organization, a championship organization. I hate their logo so much. I really do. I hate the like sideways oval. It's stupid to me. It's dumb. It's not a cool. It's not a logo. It's it's, it's, it's not, not great. I'm not going to lie. But here's the thing. Like, what is your logo going to be when you're the 49ers? Like, it's such a, a weird four and a nine. Team name. It's what, it, look at the 76ers. It's a four and a nine. That's no, it, it just doesn't. 76ers just looks better. It, it should also be like a thing. Like whoever gets to wear number 49, like that should be like a thing on the team. You know what yeah, I mean? Like it, it, they it usually give like, it to some random person. I can't I know, ever that, remember. That's what I'm saying. Like that's a dumb thing. Like there, there should be way more <laughs> that happens here and there isn't. And so for that, I, you know, who wants I, to wear 49 though? Nobody wants to wear 49. That's a good point. But if you make it a, like a badge of honor, it's like, you know, like like a, a, I mentioned the greatest school in the world, Texas A&M, the 12th man, whoever wears number 12, it's like a big thing. It's it's usually a walk on and it's the embodiment of the 12th man and they get to run out with the flag. So it's and granted, 12 is a much cooler number than 49. So, you know, that's part of it. But, mm-hmm. you know, if you if you make it this cool thing, it's like you are Mr. 49er, you know, that would be cool. I would like to see that. But, you know. Just curious, uh, curiously, what? Uh, how many national championships does Texas A&M have? 1939, baby. Last one. Wow, hmm. she res- put some respect on that. Okay. Yeah. 
Don't one. worry. Num- number one recruiting class in the nation, by the way. Stats, no big deal. Um, but once again, everybody, if you have seen an objection at a wedding, we would like to hear about it. Rob is yes. on Twitter at Stats on Fire. I am on Twitter at RGO Choa. Also, what do you think is the fastest drive through in America? Stats How could Taco it not Bell. be Taco Bell? Stats, that's so dumb. It's ready that's... right now. They've already it's... made it. That's really dumb. Like at Chick Fil A, sometimes I don't even have time to put like my card back in my wallet. Like it's <laughs> like, and, it, and then it's so awkward because I'm like trying to handle the card and the like food and the napkins and the drink and everything. You get that then, anxiety of like, yeah, what do I, I do first? What's the order of operations? Exactly. Um, have you ever? Last thing for you, stats. Um, have you ever had somebody like on the phone with you if your car has Bluetooth, um, and been in a drive-through because that presents a potentially embarrassing situation. I don't like the phone on Bluetooth in the car. You have to be alone for that. If you're with anybody, I feel like well, it's just an awkward situation. Of course. But I mean, just story time. Um, my cousin, who is an idiot, uh, I was on the <laughs> phone with him uh, when I drove. I was going through Whataburger actually once back. back it was a long time ago, back in college. And I was, you know, I said, hang on, you know, let me place my order, whatever. And I placed my order, got my burger, my fries, my drink, whatever. And and the the person behind the Whataburger machine says, oh, do you, you know, do you want anything else? And before I could say anything, my cousin threw my car goes and a large diet Coke. And and so the 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 person was like, oh, so you want another large diet Coke? <laughs> and and I had to be all, I had to go, um, no, I changed my mind. Uh, so, <laughs> So, right, because you can't admit what happened. Right, it was really awkward. Um, so shout out to me and my cousin. Sounds like you have a lot of fast food issues. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to hit the treadmill stats. The consequences of my own action. All right, RJ. That's going to do it for this edition of The Look Ahead. We Again, please, we remind you, rate, review, follow the SB Nation NFL show. Smash that subscribe button on the SB Nation NFL YouTube page. We are going to be doing more and more on that as we go forward. Enjoy your Thursday, everybody. Enjoy the game tonight. Go Chiefs because I have them. RJ, I'll talk to you next week. 49ers set.